Welcome everyone to the Anthony and Todd Show, a weekly podcast that critiques and uh, memes music, or if you're edgy, you say critique and maymay's music. <laughs> you're not like that joke? I hate it. I've been joke. brooding on that joke for a solid week. You shouldn't have kept it in. <laughs> no, you gotta let the jokes out. No, you don't. Or else they're gonna eat my soul on the inside. Good. No. Good. Maybe you'll get the, better jokes. All the bad jokes come no, out. No. You take the bad jokes, you write them in a journal, and then eventually you burn that journal. No. Or you write them on a little piece of paper, you eat the piece of paper. No. You shit out the piece of paper, <laughs> then you burn your turd. Does <laughs> it always end with fire with you? Yes. Oh, God damn it. I Look, was a pyromaniac a little bit as a kid. Welcome again to... Anthony Tacho, weekly podcast of critiques and memes music. I'm your host, Vincent, aka Andrew Jackson. Yeehaw! And I'm joined by my ever, my ever attempted co host, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, my Droog, the guy who's going to take me see Sonic the Hedgehog on no, February I'm not. 14th. Fuck you. I am not spending Valentine's Day with you. I can't think. Of, I can't Sonic think of the, anything. Gee, I don't know. Maybe spend with my fiance. No, I can't think of anything more romantic than me seeing Son of the Hedgehog with you and your fiance. That's not gonna fucking happen. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's not gonna fucking happen. If I make it a meme enough, it will happen. It will not happen. It will. I can, you know me. You know my memes become reality. I will set it in stone right now. <laughs> this will not fucking happen. I a don't want to see Sonic the Hedgehog at all, or is it a film or any other reason? You're wasting your five by not including that one as one of them. Too fucking late though. You already set your five. No, my five are good. That's a bonus one. It's That's like a temporary release. It goes outside my five. No, and so a not going to see Sonic for any reason. Most certainly not going to see Sonic the Hedgehog on fucking Valentine's Day with you and my fiance. I think she'd be down. I don't think she would. I really don't. She likes you. Like, we're all good friends, but there are limits. Some say we're more than good friends. (laughs) Probably. A more intimate setting is the Sonic the Hedgehog experience. (laughs) That goes beyond friendship. I'm just going to say my AKA now. AKA, what is Algiers talking about? It's 2020. <laughs> this episode 122 of the Anthony and Todd Show, an episode we would like to call. You had the title. Oh, fuck yeah, I did have the title then. Yeah. Uh, there is no year where I'd want to listen to this poppy album again. <laughs> Today we're going to go over some... This is the first new uh, music week. Yeah. The official first new music week where we have a, a bunch of releases to actually go over that are contemporary. That are there's there's just so year. much new shit. And then like next week's like a void. And then we're going to get back into like weeks of all shit or no shit. But it's going to be like not just new shit. It's going to actually be shit. Probably some of the of stuff this week was shit. Yeah. And like we've got well, we have come in the upcoming weeks. We have the new anti flag. We're going to have to cover which is garbage. I already listened to most of it. It's fucking terrible. And then we're going to have Silent Hill and then we're which gonna, is not an album, but it is a it's a true masterpiece. It's terrible. <laughs> the first one's terrible. I've heard the second one was worse. I've been avoiding it's actually watching a bit better. It. I've been avoiding watching it my whole life. And Vincent's making me watch it. And then uh, we got Green Day coming up. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be a masterpiece. That's going to be fucking terrible. That's, I think that's coming out on Valentine's Day, too. Oh, fuck, of course. So you, me, your fiance, get in the car, listen to the Green Day album. Then we go see something like that. Sean. You're not going to be anywhere near me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> not just, that you know. I'm, <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> that is fair. Either. <laughs> Today we're going over uh, releases, releases I was anticipating with AJJ's Good Luck Everybody, Algiers with There Is No Year. Yeah, there's 2020. No, there's no year. And last year was 2019. Time is all man-made. It is not physical. So technically there is no year. Time is a dimension. It's the fourth dimension. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, we're going to over Poppy's latest release. I disagree. And I disagree we should ever listen to <laughs> And finally, the latest Halsey album, Manic. I don't have any jokes for this one, so let's just keep going. You have one, but we're not going to say it. Oh, that one? I don't want to say that one. That one, it's bad. I, I think I said that on an episode of the Anthony Touch. I want to cut it out. So it's just like, oh, that's really poor taste. It is really poor taste. Uh, before you start, if you want to follow the Anthony and Todd show, uh, you can find us at YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash the Anthony Todd show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Anthony and Todd. You can find us on Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify uh, by searching the Anthony and Todd show on your favorite podcast, podcast service. And uh, also, if you want to give us money so we can see Sonic that Hedgehog, uh, patreon.com forward slash. Money- 
Okay, the only the only Do we need to start a GoFundMe for Sonic the Hedgehog? The only way I will go see Sonic the Hedgehog for is the film is if someone donates the necessary money to our Patreon and requests that film because then I have no choice. But I will not go for any other reason. And also, if you want to give us money, uh, streamlabs.com forward slash Anthony and Todd show. So we, if, if I pay, if, if someone gives us money to pay for your ticket, would you go? No, <laughs> it has to be the full Patreon request. Well, we don't have that on our, on our uh, feed anymore. I oh, we don't. Out. I took that out cause no one used it. Oh. So, oh, then, um, you're never going to see it. I'm never going to see Sonic the Hedgehog. too bad, but you're going to. Okay. If somebody, I don't think it's going to be that bad, but it's. It's just I have zero interest. But it's a meme, so we have to see memes. I have no interest. Don't let your dreams be memes. Because like it's gonna be bad, but it's not gonna be like hilariously bad like cats. It's not a bad movie I was actually interested in before I realized it was bad, like Midsummer. It's just gonna be bad. And I knew it was gonna be bad from the get go, but it's not gonna be entertainingly bad. It's just gonna be bad. And I don't wanna see that. Like there's no there's no fun in there. It's like going to see a fucking Adam Sandler movie. Like one of his comedies, not one of his like good ones. Uncut like Gems. Gems. That's no. my favorite comedy. Like, <laughs> it, it's gonna be bad, but I'm not gonna have any fun because of how bad it is. I'm just gonna be sad. I don't want to do that. This has deeply affected you. Yes, you have like Sonic the Hedgehog trauma. Look, Same way I had cats trauma, and then you did me uh, confrontational therapy or whatever. Not, I don't have trauma related to Sonic the Hedgehog. I just a I've never cared about the games. I've played literally half of one in my entire life, not even a full game. I got bored and quit. <laughs> like, I just, I have zero shits to give about Sonic the Hedgehog. I've never cared about the weird fan art community on the internet. I've never cared about the memes about it. I just have zero interest in Sonic or anything Sonic related. And this is just going to be a bad movie related to something I don't give <laughs> a shit about. What if it's the best cinematic masterpiece of 2020? <laughs> That's going to be really fucking sad. <laughs> Like, really fucking sad. <laughs> Same way Cats was the best cinematic masterpiece of 2019. It was not. That was The Lighthouse. We've already talked about this. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Lighthouse. It's, uh, yeah, it was The Lighthouse or Guava Island. Yeah. I haven't seen Guava Island yet, so I'm still going to keep yeah. voting for The Lighthouse. Um, we should probably talk about music. Maybe. This is the, this is the music podcast. <laughs> Time to go over an album I've been anticipating for the last, like, couple years. Uh, AJJ's latest release, Good Luck everybody good luck because of some of the other albums we have to listen to <laughs> and good luck for uh we're gonna see sonic the we're not good luck. Son- fuck you we're not seeing sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh good ajj formerly known as andrew jackson jihad or andrew jackson yeehaw is a phoenix you know yeehaw spelled off a y right? yeah i know okay. but it sounds the same jihad okay. yeehaw okay yeah i just want to make uh, close sure. enough. i just want to make sure you were aware of this i'm an idiot i know i, I know. said, I said I say terrible jokes all the time yeah, that like are not the, like funny. That stupid fucking what was what was the critiques and memes? Memes. That stupid <laughs> shit that you should fucking have never said. I think I've told worse jokes than that. You probably have, but we usually cut them. <laughs> no, I don't think I usually cut them. I only cut the offensive ones. That's because you can't let the jokes linger. You just gotta let them. Come no, out. you don't have to. You don't have to. The offensive ones you keep inside, but the bad ones that are just bad and unfunny, you keep those. You just let those free. Whatever. Let's keep going. Uh, AJJ is a Phoenix, Arizona folk punk band. Oh, they have a degree from the University of Phoenix? That's not a real degree. <laughs> and you say my jokes are bad. Uh, AJJ's core member. realistic, though, and sad because a University of Phoenix degree is not a real degree. Please stop. <laughs> AJJ's I feel like I just offended, but there's probably like one of our like hardcore viewers has like a university. Of I Phoenix think we need to actually people. talk about the music. <laughs> probably. Because like I've been like egging you on with this Sonic the Hedgehog shit and you just keep on like agreeing to it. I've yeah. been like gaslighting you in a weird way and I think I just need to apologize for that. You just spelled so- the Bible on this note. I'm going to fix that real quick because you're an idiot. How did I spell the Bible? Use T N E. Oh, I, I misspelled the, yeah. not the Bible. Yeah. Well, like I was saying like the full <laughs> title. Because if I just said you misspelled the, that sounds Is this like, a review or are we just going to talk about other funny shit? I don't know, probably. I'm tired. Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, I think I've said this like five times now, AJJ, Phoenix, Arizona, folk punk band. Do you want to make a joke? I already did. Okay, good. Uh, AJJ's core members are singer-guitarist Sean Bonnet and bassist Ben Gallaty. Uh, my experience with them has come from their 2011 album, The Knife Man, which I think is sits to this point has been their quintessential album with hit tracks like Michael Jackson. Is that a spinoff of uh, The Nightman okay. from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Stop, stop, 
You think I make bad jokes? Those are, those are I, too. I am showing you how bad your jokes. No, are. but like at least when I do it, it's in like a timely manner. Mm, mine aren't. <laughs> that makes it worse. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping if I make mine so bad that you. The, I'm just gonna respond with even worse be. jokes. Like yeah. you don't understand how like research psychology I, works. I am really hoping to one day break you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm taking you to see Sonic because you took me to see Cats. I'm nope. <laughs> Nope. Eye for an eye makes the whole entire world blind. You're gonna be blind as fuck after we see Sonic. <laughs> What's I that? really want to quote the fucking um, Seven Psychopaths line where this guy just stayed after somebody says like, no it doesn't. There's gonna be one guy left with one eye. <laughs> What's the last guy's blind? How's he gonna find him to poke his eye out? God, uh, it was hit wrong. tracks like the Michael Jordan of drunk jiving. Backpack, Fuck the Devil, Zombies by the Cranberries by Andrew Jackson, G-Hog, and Big Bird is very existential, talking about issues of uh, both political and poverty, a lot of just forefront, uh, raw uh, observations by Andrew Jackson, G-Hog on that record, I think pretty, it was pretty normal folk punk. No, topics. normal f- topics for folk punk, but I think it's done in such a grand manner, yeah. which is so much intensity and fun and lightheartedness going into it, and also a ton of self-deprecation that it makes a very... Uh, welcoming throughout the entire thing and i think it's very uh characteristic of them uh they followed up in christmas island 2014 a little bit more popular not as strong lyricism but still potent they tried out uh, a more popular aesthetic but there doesn't say there isn't any experimentation experimentation to it like on tracks like a coffin dance with jamie stewart with his super ghostly presence on there and then they followed up with the bible 2 in 2017 which uh i didn't like when it came out I think it's fine now. Um, I, I think lyrically it's pretty same samey for them. And also the mixing is Weird. not not good. Yeah. It's just not good um, at times. But I, like re-listening it to a bit today, it's not as bad as I remember it. I just think it's just like there's just flaws that could yeah. just have been fixed. It's an album I don't go back to. Yeah. Ever. Uh, this new album, though. Uh, good luck, everybody. Eleven songs, twenty-seven minutes, and it's supposed to be more political. Definitely than song. that. Yeah, it's definitely that. It's one of their most political albums to date, and it's supposed to be more reflective of the time period we're currently in. And it features uh some additional. There's a ton of additional uh, performers on here on the band, but uh, some most notables is uh, Jeff Rosenstock, Laura Stevenson, and Kim Yaw Dawson all collaborate in some way or form on this, which is pretty interesting. I do have one quick question. What? Though. Who is Mega Guillotine's running mate? <laughs> that, was, that was a good joke. That was a good joke. Okay. I'll let, Thank you. So now I'm giving you positive feedback so we can just go on through. <laughs> go ahead, I, gotta keep going. <laughs> I don't want this to be a six hour episode because we got to do like two more things. Uh, I was really excited for this album because I think. I think well, I'm just stalling because I don't want to talk about Poppy. Well, we have two more albums before that. I know, but like, I have to keep stalling for out two more albums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this album, going into it, I was hoping we see more resurgence of what I really liked about the Knife Man, and not not more of uh, like didn't really have to be like tense lyricism, but more just like that raw aesthetic, yeah. but not too intense or rigged like it was on the Bible too. I think what I really wanted from this is more was on their previous EP back in the jazz coffin, which was way more uh, just raw, folky, basic. But the lyricism and the poignancy of it is really what stuck out. And the humility of it is what really made it key. And I think the thing of this is a lot of confusion, humility, pain. Um, It's really blunt in its observations. And these observations are not. They're not like revolutionary. Yeah, they're not revolutionary, but what really sets this thing as far as showcasing not what is wrong or the issues that are going on, but just about the mental place we are in, yeah. in the reflection of just like how fucked we are in that aspect, not the aspect of like issues of like politics, more just yeah. how it has effects on the person. Yeah, I mean, especially in tracks like Normalization Blues, which is just kind of how we're just kind of so numb to the bullshit at this point that like. We're just kind of living it, and nobody's really taking note of just how truly fucked up this all is. Yeah. We've just kind of just grown tired of it. Also, make a guillotine 2020 with... I I can't tell you how many jokes I've seen in the past year. People are, like, talking about 
like right wing politicians and saying, oh, we need to bring back the guillotine. And like, it's a joke, but like, it isn't. It's, it's, and then it's that's a like joke that, with a lot of truth to it. <laughs> and like, we're just laughing through it. But at the end of the day, it's like we're talking about bringing <laughs> a notable death penalty back from the dead. Yep. <laughs> because it works. <laughs> and it's it's very frightening and raw, uncomfortable, but you kind of have to laugh through that pain. <laughs> and I think the music video, the accompanying it, it's very calming, but at the same sense, it's very uncomforting. <laughs> yep. It tries to go through like a kiddish aesthetic in the music video or a bright, like, yeah. mor- morning cartoon. It, aesthetic. I don't know if you ever, like, watched any of the Perfect Circle music videos. No. Oh, they did one for, like, back like when Bush was president, because that's how old that album is. And they, like, used, like, super kitty cartoon things, and it was, like, it did it in such a stupid way that it was, like, oh, look how edgy we are. But this is, like, it's does that and it's like it's edgy but like it's edgy in a way that's not like cringy yeah it's like deeply uncomfortable <laughs> like oh yeah this is really like oh this is this is life this is fucked up um you get tracks like body terror song which is uh all about kind of body dysmorphia bo- body dysmorphia it's kind of like a or combination of like body dysmorphia is that what it like is is it body dysmorphia or body dysmorphia i'm pretty sure it's dysmorphia. okay i can't but, like it also seems to be talking about like how just being born and like a woman body is apparently gonna just fuck you or up. Or like anybody for yeah. general. Cause like people are gonna find a way to abuse you or tell yeah. you you are the specific thing. In reality, it's not that way. Yeah. You can be anything you want. It's just, yeah, it's kind of just a really unfortunate, sad song. Just like you're born and because of that, people will somehow find a way to fuck you over. Uh, the track Maggie. Uh, I forget that one. That's honestly like it's an OK song, but like it's the one I don't remember that well when I'm not listening to it directly. It talks about uh, Sean essentially giving him characteristics of a dog in a thunderstorm yeah. and his partner trying to like dig him out of the relationship. And I think it's actually one of the most potent songs when it's coming to the reflection of where a lot of people are. Yeah. And they want to be in a better place, but like, there's just so many things that are just like really triggering or just very off putting that like, it's hard to get out of that paranoid mindset. You have tracks like loud mouth kind of about how, even if you like agree with somebody, if they're being an asshole about it, yeah. they're, they're still an asshole, even if you agree with what they're saying. But then at the end, it's kind of a recognition that, like, you know, he's kind of an asshole, too, especially given that, like, two tracks later, he does psychic warfare. Where he literally talks about just putting the, so the many... idea of fate or, or of faith in the hope of, like, just destroying your enemies. Literally just, like, the idea of putting so much, like, anger and hatred and bad vibes out into the universe that eventually it's going to fucking kill Which is very you. relatable. Yeah. I think I, I share in that sentiment of just hoping that, like... Yeah. These people that you don't like in power just disappear, or even die. or just even worse. <laughs> um, you have no justice, no peace, no hope about how basically we're so fucked up that like even our like really shitty founders would kind of look at us and be like, "Wow, y'all fucked up." With a very hard, cold open, with yeah. the lake of dead cho- dead black children that America created is getting fuller than the founding fathers even wanted. Yeah, which is <laughs> oof. <laughs> um, also, this that tracks like pe- beautiful harsh piano ballad yeah um one of the no- notable switch ups on here i really enjoy also the i really like the a little bit more lo-fi vocals on normalization blues mm-hmm. um they kind of have the effects of what bible 2 had but it yeah. doesn't like make me want to scratch my ears out yeah it's, it feels it sounds good and natural like yeah it fits. there's more uh acoustic tracks on here and this is folk punk. Most of these tracks are accused. no. There's more acute, like just like yeah. one instrument. Yeah. But there's also like tracks like a poem, which start off really acoustic and then turn into these huge ballads yeah. that have these huge breakdowns and chorus sections about how you should just let celebrities starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, uh, you have tracks like your voices remembered it, which is essentially uh, it's a very it's tongue sad. and teach, tongue and cheek song about mourning. Yeah. And it's like trying to find some fun. Yeah. In the sense of it, it especially has, in the hook. It, well, what I found weird was it had like the same idea as um, the 1975's How to Draw. Or like, <laughs> what do you do if somebody dies and you have like no like physical like remembrance of them? And all you have to go on is your memory. But I feel like this way did it in a way that didn't sound like shit. Yeah, and on the it's, hook, it's 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 humorous with yeah. uh, no audio recordings were made, no MP3s, no waves. <laughs> no AACs, because um, who fuck uses AACs? <laughs> uh, and then finally, the closing track on this, Big Day for Grimly, 
is uh, essentially the sentiment that uh, we're just fucked. Yeah. And it, we're all essentially just getting really cold yeah. on the inside. And these problems are not going to go away. They're going to be this consistent line of bullshit. And at the end of the day, just good luck for everyone, hopefully. Yeah. Good, good luck, everybody. <laughs> um, but it has this weird uh, outro where the, the, the chorus becomes... Uh, like uh, I'm assuming it's a like a recorder yeah. <laughs> that's like played directly into a mic and then it's distorted, yeah. and so it sounds disgusting. I think it's very humorous or very representation of outro of how like sometimes these ideas that you think people can be get behind are more mm-hmm. just in your head than they actually yeah. are. Um, but yeah, I really like this. I think yeah. this is a very solid composition. This is really yeah. what I wanted from. This them. is definitely their best album in a little while. Yeah, it's their best album since Knife Man, for sure. Yeah. I think they really just pulled all the strings together. I, I think he, uh, reading like the Bandcamp description, like the intention of making political music is something like Sean doesn't really have an interest in. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think he needs to make political music. I think he just needs to have the depth of sound quality that this has. Yeah. Because like not all these tracks are relating to politics. They're more about the representation of what we are. Mm-hmm. I think that's more important than saying like Trump's an asshole. Like because yeah. we know that. Yeah, that's that's nothing new. I, I, this thing makes like very <clears throat> obvious statements. And again, that's not what's important. It's more yeah. about where we are and uh, how we may get out of it. <laughs> but more importantly, it's just endless suffering. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. I really enjoyed this, and I can't say anything else about it. Keep in mind those scores are a little bit what you're saying, but like the endless suffering. Like, I think because we often talk about like albums that are just like endless suffering. How sometimes that's just too one note. You complained about that a lot when we did the daughters review. This one does have like some like little small notes about like how to get past this. You have things like feedback, which is yeah. about the idea of just going out and trying to connect to people you don't even know. Just remember that like we're all like a society together. Yeah. You know, because we live in a society. Okay, Joker. Together. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, so, like, there's these small little moments, like, hint at this, like, idea of, like, how to get out of this, but it's still kind of the idea that, like, we're slowly losing sight of that. It's kind yeah. of a nice little... Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. And keep in mind, those scores are few telling me this. Right now, this is a A+. Plus. Eight, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I hope to hear from AJJ sooner rather than later. And uh, they're coming to Columbus in June with Shushu. So I think we are mandated. Or shit, so. We're mandated to go, though. If you can buy my ticket. It's not that much. It's like how much the Shushu was. Oh, also, that we didn't get for to. gas, probably. Yeah, I'll drive. Also, again, I'm still fucking poor as shit. Well, we'll get someone to pay for your Sonic the Hedgehog ticket, though. No. <laughs> so you, you'll go to that. When did they come in Columbus? When did they come in? Like June. June? Yeah. Well, maybe by then I'll have a new job. <laughs> Uh, time to move. Maybe by then you'll finally just start getting sponsors for this shit so we can get paid. Just reach out for sponsors. Hey, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> Dollar Cock Club. <laughs> time to go to the latest Algiers. Again, uh, I'm trying to just stall because I don't want to talk about Poppy. You don't? We're going to. It's like. It's just. It's not that bad. It, it's not 93 punk bad. No, but like, that's entertainingly bad to talk about. This is just. It pisses me off. <laughs> because, like, at this point, Poppy pisses me off as a person. I think you're just becoming really edgy. Think, I'm not becoming. I think you need to take a vitamin or something. I don't like vitamins, <laughs> it tastes bad. You need to take a Flintstone gummy vitamin <laughs> and chill the fuck out. I think they put CBD in those. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Time to go to the latest Algiers record. There is no year. Algiers, a lantern rock band that mixes together elements of post-punk, gospel, and interstitial you know music. Done? What? The, the truly fitting way of releasing this is releasing this like right at the exact moment of the transition between one year to the next. That way people aren't exactly sure which year it belongs in. You really, you really set on this is yes. no year. That, yeah. That's just the idea of it. Yeah. Just the title alone, yeah. not like what it represents. Yep. Okay. Uh, they the band consists of Franklin James Fisher on vocals, Ryan Mahan on bass, Lee Tesh on guitar, and Matt Tong on drums. They put out a fantastic record in 2017 called The Underside of Power, which is very it it mixed the elements of gospel and with industrial super well. Like terrifically well to moments where it felt like the the environment and gave off is actually like absolute praise when talking about very dark political subjects. And it felt very revolutionary, um, but it also felt 
at times very brooding and harsh and it had this very dynamic soundscape it was unpredictable in what environments it was going to go down either a more post-punk route or a more industrial route and it was just kind of all over the place with sounds which was nice and refreshing and it just didn't feel like one thing and the space felt climactic and big and bold and it matched the environment of um franklin's voice and it worked really well on that album there's great tracks like underside power and walk like a panthem and him for the for an average man um and i was interested to see this new album and see if they would continue off a lot of the environments that they were playing with on the last one and a lot of the themes they were playing on the last one and uh they released a couple of singles none that really impressed me they released a track i think called there is no bass or can the can the bass speak which was they were trying out hip-hop didn't really do anything for me personally it sounded like a loose single that really didn't lead anywhere they released the track void which is on this that is more garage punky and didn't really do anything for me either so it's interesting to see where the ideas that they were toying with would finally come to a a conclusion and uh, we got this new album there's no year it's 11 songs 39 minutes and it's uh lyrics are sourced entirely from uh, fisher's poem misophonia which is uh it means like the hatred of sound or it's a condition in which negative emotions thoughts and physical reactions are triggered by specific sounds um so i think going over this entire thing i think the lyricism is fine like it's fine it's not the most potent stuff comparable to the last album uh this feels way more apocalyptic um, but at the same time, the production doesn't match that. No. It feels way more empty this time around. Production's, it's not terrible, but like, it's like it doesn't do anything to match the scene. Yeah, you've always like told me to like listen to this band. I never did. I just kept ignoring you. Um, and then so Which like, is good for this because yeah. it's nice to have someone with fresh eyes. Yeah, and so like I came into this based on your like description of like the super industrial gospel album, and that was not what I got here. Even when like comparing the intros from the last album and this yeah. one, they're pretty same, but like this one it has way less of a thick environment. Yeah, the environments are pretty soft. I didn't even get that much of like an industrial element. Last so one is like a just kind of like heavier poppy sound yeah they get more yeah. like synth pop terrain yeah. in this and post punkier and sometimes it just seems like they're in a warehouse just brooding but nothing yeah. really like interesting to it. it just seems pretty flat yeah and that was kind of the whole thing is like as somebody who has never listened to this band before has pretty much come into this like completely fresh eyes and far out of this band there's nothing here that makes me feel the need to dive deeper into their previous releases yeah beyond just the fact that you told me that they're different and i'm like okay so how different are they but this is an album that while i'm listening to it it's enjoyable i like listening to it there's nothing like inherently bad to it but i don't remember much about it when the album is over it's a pretty forgettable experience yeah as saying there's more synth work on this there are some moments of industrial uh hecticness but nothing um as comparable to the last album uh it really just feels a lot of empty a lot of the time for me, and it really doesn't. Yeah. I, I think Franklin is a great frontman, but I think over this thing he seems really one-dimensional. Yeah. Because it's just like last time he had like depth in his performance, now he's just really loud Yeah, all the time. And it doesn't like... The conviction's not there for me. Like last time it seemed like he was like he would reflect actual emotion. Now it seems really one note. Yeah. And the lyricism across this thing... Um, it's it's interesting to see these relationships of um, people like this idea of uh, how Earth is just essentially just falling apart and going shit due to climate change. Some of these other ideas, some of these huge political outrages, and comparing that to how uh, essentially how the world is reaching a point of apocalypse to how this relationships really releasing a point uh, reaching a point of apocalypse. So these two like aspects are kind of simultaneously the same thing, yeah. which is nice, but we don't really get... Uh, when this thing ends, it really doesn't lead anywhere. Yeah. Because you get you get nothing bloom, which is just kind of just manders on for the running time. And then you get Void, which is essentially just a bonus track of garage punk music. That yeah. doesn't... And I even like great garage punk, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty one note. Yeah. doesn't really do anything for it's, me. It's more one note than John times two. <laughs> <laughs> but there isn't... Which again, I love John Times too. Not huge onto the on the void. Yeah, it's throughout a lot of this. It just leaves me wanting more because I know they're capable of more. I think the lyricism is still very poetic. 
I, I think Franklin's still a good front man, but it's again, he's one note. The production is just lacking depth. It's not terrible, but it just it's lacking that depth throughout the entire thing to feel this make this feel like a short listen. It feels really long, but it's only thirty nine minutes. Yeah. Um that's about it. I don't really think it, this is just disappointing yeah. overall, but it's not terrible. It's not something I would ever really feel the need to go back to. Yeah. Ever. And uh, I think we're going to leave it at that. Keep in mind that all scores, if you're telling me any of this right now, this is uh, 5 6. Yeah, 5. Yeah. And I don't know. I was just really bummed out. Now it's time to get to an album Jonathan really hates. And he's been putting off all episode, and we're going to do it right now. We're going to do it quick. We're going to take off the band aid. Time to go over the latest Poppy album. I disagree. <laughs> Poppy is an American singer, songwriter, actress, fashion mom, model, and YouTuber. She rose to prominence while working with director and musician Titanic Sinclair, who helped her enhance her YouTube presence by making short performance art videos and music videos. And uh, apparently, uh, Titanic Sinclair was a was a real weirdo, and uh, some of the stories she shared about him were not good. And I'm glad she is out of that scenario i'm sad she had to go through it because yeah. he does not he's not a good person from nope. what the impression she left was <laughs> uh so this is her first release since uh announcing the creative breakup between her and titanic sinclair uh, she put out an album that showcased the more changing style of her music uh not album ep back in 2019 uh choke which had some industrial some metal elements which are all my least favorite elements I prefer the tracks that were not this metal bullshit. I think I enjoyed the tracks that were metal in that environment. They were like, yeah, like I enjoyed them, but more, like but in that, that was, one context, in that one context, like when I listened to them, I was like, I don't want an album worth of that. That is not what I want. I would gladly have an album worth of like the more like dark pop shit than an album worth of the metal. And that's that's what she gave us because like i when i was thinking she was gonna give us an album of metal like this is this is this new album is a mix of metal pop industrial new metal with some mixture of production of sludge and some production of electronic and dubstep and a lot of fucking metalcore metalcore yeah Yeah. uh and a slipknot-esque production (laughs) here's what here's the thing that okay there's a lot of things that poppy has done just as an artist, that pisses me off. A, she's really fucking full of herself for really no reason. She has like this weird like. Is that is is not just the character though? No, like it's it's part of it is, but also part of it you can tell is not. When you describe this album as post genre, okay, that's that's, that's pretentious. That's pretentious as shit. And like nothing, anything post genre is pretentious. Yeah, but like this is not post anything. This is pure metal. Like, anything that you've done in this album that you think is new or unique, I just want to remind you. Well, it is new metal. Yeah. (laughs) New metal already exists. You think you're in, like, combination of, like, electronic elements of metal's new. Need I remind you, Slipknot had a dedicated disc jockey. One of their members was literally dedicated to just being a fucking disc jockey. Didn't didn't, uh, Limp Bizkit have one, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Limp Bizkit. Limp Biscuit was doing this shit already. You have tracks on here where the vocals, whoever the background like male vocalist is, literally just sounds like fucking Jonathan Davis from Korn. I was literally convinced it was Jonathan Davis from Korn because it sounded that similar. So like to just take this album and then describe it as like oh, it's post genre. It's not. It's not. Yeah. That's pretentious as shit. And the other reason I dislike Poppy is her whole weird for the sake of weird nonsense. Because, like, how I break down, like, weird art and weird music and weird shit is you have, and I'm going to use pure music for comparison, since that's what we're talking about, is you have your Captain Beefhearts mm. and you have your Deantwords. You have people who do weird shit where their weirdness is, like, actually breaking down, like, structure yeah, and, and absurdities and using absurdity to make points. And then you have the ant word who are just, I'm fucking weird as shit, boy. <laughs> and you're not saying anything. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You're not saying anything. You're not doing anything beyond just using weird as an aesthetic. And you're not challenging structure or how things work. And Poppy has always struck me as the weird for the sake of being weird, just weird as an aesthetic. But whereas the ant word kind of knows their place, I don't think the ant word considers themselves to be brilliant. 
I think the Antler just, they know what they are, and that's okay. That's why I appreciate them a little bit, is because they know that they're just stupid and weird for, like, the sake of being weird. Poppy has this, like, aura of being, like, this brilliant, like, god who has says things like, if the world could see the world the way I do, then everything would be fine. Like, no. And nothing she's even doing is that new, like, in terms of being weird. Like, oh, like, she was wearing, like, eyes on, like, her, like, cuffs once congrats clockwork orange already did that you're like all white aesthetic with like blood and weird shit clockwork orange already did that like there's nothing that she's doing that's particularly new to this and if you're not going to make a point out of it then what is the point if it's not being new and it's not having a grander purpose then why do it at all than just to fucking toot your own horn and that's why I've always I don't like Poppy for that reason. I, I think can appreciate. I think some what you're, of the uh, a part of the part which talking about, which is something I had a problem with Poppy in the past, is that the music didn't match up with the the personality she was making yeah. in YouTube videos. And then that kind of seemed to like converge enough to the point where I thought I would. I think it's enough. It's passable, but yeah. like. Like, I don't have, like, a lot of issues with, like, the fiends she creates. I like weird shit, and sometimes I like weird for the sake of being weird. Mm-hmm. But. So, like, I sometimes enjoy the things she puts out, but it doesn't mean I like you and your personality where you have this... You like, don't like me? No, like, Poppy. <laughs> or, like, artists who, like, do the weird for the sake of weird when you have this, like, overinflated sense of self-worth from your weirdness. If you can, like, recognize that you're just weird for the sake of being weird, like, I'll give you a lot more props than if you act like your weirdness is somehow, like, revolutionary. Yeah. When it's when it's not. Like, you're not, you're not a Captain Beefheart, you're not a Shushu, you're not a Death Grips, you're not challenging the structure of music or society or anything. You're not a fucking David Lynch who's, like, trying to use this to explore, like, mentality and, like, dream logic and things like that. You're just being bizarre for the sake of being bizarre, which I can appreciate that if you just accept that that's who you are and not try to start a fucking cult around yourself. <laughs> Or a church. And that's why I've always... I don't like Poppy not as an artist. I don't like Poppy as, like, a person who, like, has this larger-than-life ego. And that's what I don't like about Poppy. And this album is, like, that at its worst because it's not even that weird anymore. It's not even weird it's for just the... metal. Yeah, it's yeah. not weird for the sake of weird. It's... I think, going back to what you said during the last Poppy review, it's just the, the nuance... Or not the appeal baby metal. Just, yeah. like, two things that don't go together that shouldn't. And I think it worked... In that, like, that, the that, scary that mask. brief little moment. That scary mask track, in that context, it worked, but I thought she was going to maybe take that sound and, yeah. like, expand it and no. not just do these, like, beat switches that are just like, ooh, I'm kooky, like... Really annoying. It's not well handled. It's just, like, it doesn't work in that no. context. The opening track this album is honestly... Like I know there's honestly been, being being clear, the first three tracks are the best three tracks. No, the first track is garbage. I hate the I hate. Concrete. I think I think it's concrete like, showcases every problem. That I'm not saying it's has. a good track. Yeah. Blood Money's the best track on yeah. here. That's the most consistent, and it like yeah. agrees with one thing. That's kind of what I wanted out of the rest of the album. Yeah, but Concrete and I disagree. Both have those beat switches that I really hate. But also yeah. does the rest of this album, unless it's like tracks like. Uh, uh, nothing I need or don't go outside which don't have the beach switch ups or don't have any elements and they're just basic pop tracks and they yeah. feel really empty yeah and they're just super boring and then uh, concrete con- I know there's gonna be a lot worse album so it's not gonna make my like top 10 worst album songs of it's the just year. annoying it's a bad like it's structure makes no sense because it goes from like metal to that weird like shit about like some people drink coffee like nonsense yeah then it goes like back to metal but, like it's a different metal structure but it's like the same basic distortion like metal and then it goes to like this weird like alt pop thing with a fucking acoustic and then like it has like the live people chanting poppy for no goddamn reason it has that shitty fade out that like doesn't work and doesn't really appear anywhere else in the album it's just it's a badly structured badly fought out annoying as fuck song this is this is her Keep in mind that like, I, I think more highly of Speeding Bullet to Heaven than a lot of other people do, but uh, this is her Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Yeah. This is an idea and concept. Honestly, it's innovative, though, but also at the same time, she doesn't execute it. It's not even that innovative in concept because baby metal already exists. <laughs> but like, it's, it's new like, metal already exists. But in the same thing with Speeding Bullet to Heaven, grunge already existed. Yeah. It's more of uh, innovating yourself more than innovating the genre and expanding, evolving in a yeah. sense. And also, like, 
I don't know, this whole album just feels really try-hard. Especially in, like, the metal shit. The thing that, like, makes the metal shit the most annoying is the guitars are just so fucking flat. Yeah. And they play the same power chords. Because it's a fucking new... That's new metal. It's, but it's not... There's no nuance. And sometimes there'll be, like, some really fucking banging drums. Yeah. And they're like... I think it's on the beginning of uh, Anything Like Me. Like, the drums come in, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. We're gonna get yeah. something really cool. And then the guitars come in, I'm like, this fucking just kills yeah. all the environment that was just created. Which that happens a lot. There's, like, these opening tracks I'll have, like, a, like, dark Opening pop. moments Yeah, opening moments. Like, the opening of tracks but i'll have these like dark pop and these like weird like synth and electronic elements i'm like okay i'm down with this this sounds cool like we're getting we're making products and like boom electric guitar distorted the shit i'm like fuck you <laughs> god damn it you had me for like a brief second and that's what this album is it's setting up things and then doing beat switches but not like an otoboboga beaver way where it's like where it's like rampant and surprising it's just no like this is very predictable yeah. when they're gonna do these switches like I predict and it's very them, annoying but i'm still pissed that they happen because <laughs> i didn't want them to happen uh lyricism on this is just point plate like poppy lore it's it's it doesn't mean anything a lot to me it doesn't mean a lot and also like it was a lot more interesting in like pop because this is pretty generic metal topics, like something like Sick of the Sun, where I just, I don't like the world and the world sucks and like I'm tired of everything. Congrats, that's metal 101 lyricism. Like nothing lyrically on here like doesn't fit with metal, except for that weird shit about coffee <laughs> at the beginning. Like this is bare bones, generic ass metal topics. Nothing here is new. Nothing here is unique. Nothing's groundbreaking. This shit's all been done because the fucking late 90s and early 2000s already happened. <laughs> Slipknot already exists. <laughs> Marilyn Manson already exists. Nine Inch Nails already exists. Corn <laughs> already exists. As much as I really didn't expect anybody to fucking try to reference Corn anymore. There's a track on here that like sounded like a cut from Path of Totality. That's the worst fucking Corn album. It sucks. But it. I listened to it, I was like, oh shit, like... Someone actually gave a shit about that album. <laughs> Someone actually was influenced by that garbage. I didn't think that was possible. So now, I guess in a way, Path to Tality is slightly better now. Because somebody actually cared about it. <laughs> this is a bad album. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but it's it's it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. It could just, I guess it could actually be Path to Tality. At least, some... at least I, here's the thing. At least she tried yeah. something new. And I'll give her that. Yeah. And there's Blood Money, which I like. And, like, it's not completely unbearable. Yeah. It's just... Like, I can listen to these tracks in the background and not be, like, physically hurt. Yeah. Like, if if this was any artist other than Poppy... Because, like, adding Poppy and who she is and who she likes to present herself as... It makes it worse because you know how she views herself and how she probably views this album. Like, she, she called it post-genre, which is not a fucking thing. Everything is genre even the fucking most ridiculous, nonsensical shit is genre. Trout Mask Replica, that's just blues rock. That's weird as shit. Fucking Shoo Shoo, most of that's alternative rock. That's just weird as shit. Except they're like their newest album. Which is just experimental. Yeah, which is that's like, literally the tagline. It's, like, it's experimental. It's got world music elements. It's got techno like elements and some alt rock elements. You've got Death Grips, it's just industrial hip hop. That's weird as shit. This, is, this isn't all. This is just. New metal, metal core. That's not even that weird. It's it's generic. I think she should rap on here. Yeah. If she rapped over this, A, Slipknot already did it. Limp Biscuit already did it. <laughs> no, Limp Biscuit. That's what L I was referencing. Limp Biscuit definitely already she, did it. There's two missing elements <laughs> to this album. One, chocolate starfish. And two, the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> and for that, keep in mind, all scores a few talent, meaningless, poppy. I think this is a, this is a four out of ten. This is like a. This is this is the same thing I feel about Speed and Bolt to have. It's like a three. I appreciate Speed and Bolt to have a lot more than this. I do too. But honestly, if this, this, this is a four, if this album, this is an album that might have actually been improved by Beavis and Butthead skits. <laughs> <laughs> No, it only be proved by two things. Chalk starfish, <laughs> hot dog flavored water. I just really want to know how they got that name. Like Which what? Fred Durst is just sitting there and just like, yeah, we need an album name. It's just like, oh, we have this. I made hot dogs in, in the microwave and I 
had to put them in like a container and they poked holes in the top of them put it in the water now we just have this hot dog water look fred durst is he's a director now Do yeah you know that that I, i've seen bits and pieces of the fanatic and it is truly garbage and looks hella offensive to be honest like um, racy no, like, the main character that John Travolta is playing is supposed to have, like, autism. Oh. So. And it looks like a very bad portrayal of that. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Fred Durst, you're not a smart man. I'm just going to say that point <laughs> blank. Um, you're dumb as fuck. Your music sucks. Like, I did have a really good drummer down Limp Bizkit. I will give you that. He's actually a very talented Was, was the drummer the one that wore, like, the morph suit? <laughs> no, that was um, Wonder Good. I think it was, like, I were, it was their bassist, maybe? It was Wonder Good Talks. It makes like, no fucking sense. Like, they're all dressed in, like, a temporary style, and he's wearing a fucking, like, a fucking demon outfit. Yeah. It, Limp Bizkit makes no <laughs> goddamn sense. Have you ever, like... Here's the thing, though, about Limp Bizkit, and this is what I hate so much about this band. Limp Bizkit, not pop. We're not talking about pop anymore. Yeah, this, is, this is the Limp Bizkit this, podcast this, now. Um, <laughs> if you, like, take their shitty songs, but, like, pretty much remove every element but the drums, drums are fucking fantastic. They're, like, some, like, jazz-like-influenced, like, metal shit that's, like, really fucking complicated and difficult to do, because their drummer's fucking amazing. Yeah. But then you just layer over stupid, shitty guitars, and then Fred Durst, <laughs> and Fred Durst got off lyrics. Yeah. And it becomes Limp Bizkit, and yeah. it sucks. It's like the 21 Pilots scenario where I think the drummer is, like, the best part of the yeah. group. Where, like, not Tyler Jeffs is not bad or anything. Yeah, no, but because, like, like the, the most recent one was really, really good. Really but, good. Um, I think the drumming was, like, I f- Here's the, the thing. Part. I think you could, like, make a fucking amazing new metal band oh, by not- removing members from the shitty ones who are, like, actually talented so and Prophets putting rage. them together. No, that, <laughs> that band sucks. <laughs> Now, that's profits of angry. <laughs> yeah, it's like take the drummer from like Limp Biscuit, take one of the um, guitarists from Slipknot. I always forget which one because they have like five. He was like actually like insanely good. Take um, as much as I hate to say it, like the vocalist from like Disturbed, like actually has a pretty good range. He just Ooh, doesn't uh, use uh, it. Uh, uh, uh. He just doesn't use it half the time. He just does stupid why, shit. Why take the frontman of Disturbed when you could just take the frontman of uh, System of Down? Because, like, they're actually a good band. I was saying take it from the <laughs> shitty bands. I know, so, but, like... Just, literally just leave System of a Down, like, alone. Just tell them, hey, keep making music, please. Keep being the only shiny light of new metal. <laughs> Starfish hot dog flavor water. Fuck you. Did you know... Oh, I found... I, a couple months ago, I don't know if I told you about this, but I realized the Neptunes, so Pharrell and Hugo Williams... I always forget his name. But uh, Chad Hugo, I always forget his name. So I uh, did a remix of uh, a Limp Bizkit song. Oh, God. And Pharrell is on a Limp Bizkit song. Oh, it's Nookie. I did it for the Nookie. <laughs> That's what it was. It why? <laughs> it was a Neptune's remix. Of literally all of the options, there's, like, the obvious one that's also simultaneously the worst one, and right. that is Nookie. <laughs> I think you should have done a remix rolling. <laughs> With the other uh, what's, what's the one? Uh, the one about fucking beating people up. Oh, uh, skull crack? So, crack no. dick. That's, um... I'm addicted to cracking skulls. And no, coven. it's... It's like... It was one of their singles. It's gonna... If I do slip... Not, or, like, Limp Bizkit on, like, Spotify, it's probably gonna be, like, right there in, like, their most popular songs. So about the he said, she said bullshit? Is that what it is? Yeah, that one. What <laughs> the fuck was that called? Fat Lip. Yeah, yeah, Fat Lip. I hate the fact that Limp Bizkit is now in my search history. <laughs> Break Stuff. That's what it's called. Break Stuff. Um, I think I may actually listen to Hot Dog Flavor Water after. <laughs> oh God! Because I have it on CD. I got for a dollar. Oh, that's why. Got that for a dollar. It's not worth a dollar. I want. I want to listen to it. I'm gonna pop that in. I could go for some new metal today. That sounds fun. And listen to System of a Down. I'm, uh, no, but you need like the shitty new metal. Why? Because like, System already, of a Down's good, but like I already I just, lived through middle school. It's like I don't know. It's kind of nostalgic for me. I never listened to that album full, but like um. Here's a thing. Here's here's but it's like here's one of my cringiest things. I really loved new metal when I was younger. Yeah, like a lot. I loved. I also grew up on WWE theme music, so yes, I am a true fan of new metal. (laughs) I love Slipknot. I had like every Slipknot album. I had most of Korn's albums. I even had Path of Totality. Um, and like I loved Disturbed and all that shit. Even I refused to listen to Limp Biscuit. I was like, this is trash. When when you acknowledge the fact that it's shit. Like, I'm not saying it's good, but it's like, 
I don't know. It's just like that. That like sound like tracks from that album since like they're inogged in with like WWE history for some weird reason they just since I like watched that when I was in middle school since I didn't watch WWE I don't have that nostalgic connection to Limp Bizkit I have a nostalgic if you were born in the 90s you would have I was born in the 90s no like not born but if you were around your teenager in the oh in the 90s yeah when like 96 90 you're not 96 I was born in 96 no uh I'm trying to think of when 98? No, 2001. If, if you're a teenager in 2001, yeah. that would have been peak new metal. But I wasn't. I was in the downward spiral of new metal. That's my favorite Danny Brown song. <laughs> I was, I Smoking like I'm in a race! I thought you were going to say that was your favorite Nine Inch Nails album. <laughs> it is. It's yeah, a great it's album. It's the best album. It is the best Nine Inch Nails like, album. Like, you're not wrong on no. that aspect. But it's also a really good Danny Brown song. Yeah, it is. Cause he's sweating like in his rave. I'm sweating like I'm, I'm in a rave. I've been in this club for three days. <laughs> it just, I love that track because it just sounds like Danny Brown. It's just like, he's just like talking to you across from the room. <laughs> just imagine, like that's the music video. It's literally just like a POV, sh- like music video. Just some guy just sitting like in a club. And he just looks over and the whole music was just Danny Brown, like not coming anywhere close. He's just shouting at him from across. He was like, I'm sweating like I'm in a rave. There's like that song. There's uh, I don't I think the video may be still on YouTube, but I think it was a schoolboys two Snapchat story where him and Danny Brown were hacking up and they were drunk as shit. Oh, God. <laughs> and, like Danny Brown's like falling over on his ass. <laughs> They're both like super drunk. And, like I just think of that experience of how Danny Brown is. He's just off his ass. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be an interesting and perfect music. Danny video. Brown's amazing. I love Danny Brown. I need to listen to Danny Brown now. After yeah. the just, I chocolate starfish, I, I just listen to Danny Brown. Which is no, just, you, gotta listen, you gotta listen to chocolate starfish, then trash the exhibition, then we go see Sonic. I think I'm just gonna. Those go, are the order. I'm gonna events. start with. Actually, I think I'm gonna do um, the the you know what I'm saying. Or how, what was the joke I made about that? You one? know, you oh, it's over there. You know Tim saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you know what Tim saying? You know how um, you know, you know how Tim's. What did I do? I had a good one. It, it, you said you know what Tim's saying, Tim. You know oh, what he's yeah. saying. Oh yeah, it is. What I said you know what Tim's saying. Hmm. I felt I feel like I said something else though. Whatever. Um. Yeah, we probably should move on with the reviews. Yeah. I, I I like goofing off. I think when we do it in between the reviews, it's fine, and we yeah. talk about Lumbesca for like twenty minutes. It doesn't doesn't hurt anything. But nah, when we when we start the review, and you make terrible jokes. Look, I didn't <laughs> want to do Poppy. We did Poppy. Let's move on. Okay, <laughs> time to go over the latest Halsey album, Manic, Manic, or Maniac. I don't know. Um, there'd be Somet- an A if it was Maniac. Sometimes I feel like I'm dyslexic, so. I might be. You I might actually be. might you be. Might. That's not like a joke. Yeah, that's you might like, be mild. I honestly think you're probably mildly dyslexic. Yeah. Not like that's not Charlie me. Day, like in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia level dyslexic, where he literally can't read anything at all. And like, so in the, have you ever watched It's Always Sunny? I feel like you've only watched. Like, okay, can we just talk about this album and then we can go on this rant afterwards? Okay. Uh, <laughs> time to go over the latest Halsey album, Maniac. Manic. Man, yeah. That time I did it because I said Maniac okay. earlier. It's yeah. Think. Think manic. before you talk. Think of like my episodes, like Manic, my Manic. Episodes. Oh, I was gonna think of sh- the show with uh, Jonah Hill. That oh. was okay. The first two episodes were really good. Yeah. Or is that, that was... Maniac? Is that Manic or Maniac? I don't remember. That was Maniac. I think. It doesn't um, matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, Halsey, New Jersey pop artist, uh, artist that I think relatively stands on the side of good. I'm gonna let me let me finish my statement. Because of awareness of things like bipolar disorder and also being bisexual and she's really open to things like that. Yeah. But also her uh, <laughs> her explanations into, uh, not explanations, but more, um, I guess, not reasoning, but more the depth behind those statements isn't filled. Yeah. And it's people not- people always attach who she is to her music and that's yeah. never really been the case yeah it's one of those weird things and like this is something i think about often unfortunately is like artists that get recognition purely because of their like identifiers and not necessarily because of like the quality and how i think that's like it's like it's good that like people are giving recognition to like these artists who yeah. are just 
cis white people. Yeah. But when they do it for mediocre artists, while as really talented artists who have the same identifiers go unrecognized, is when I kind of get kind of pissed off about it when they're pretty much getting recognition purely because of the identifiers. Yeah. Like, because Halsey okay artist and it's Halsey great. before has always her music has never done anything for me it's yeah. been like the most it's been it's, like it's, it's been like Lana Del Rey who I'm not a huge fan of but I can yeah. respect at least her, her style without yeah. any of like the flavor that makes Lana Del Rey Lana yeah. Del Rey so without any of like the some of the, the soft spoken word or Amer- new Americana yeah aesthetic yeah um, so like it's great that like she's a a LGBT, I I always forget if it goes AI or IA, LGBTQ. I think it's AI artist. And it's great that like we're bisexuals. We can mess. Yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> we can mess that up. We can mess it up. I'm just I'm I'm also probably mildly dyslexic. I have to have number like number dyslexia because like I get my numbers fucked up all the time. Um, but there's so many other artists who. Are in that category who are so much better who don't get half the recognition. Yeah, Sophie, um, Dorian Electra. Yeah, um, from last year, Jamie Stewart. Yeah, is a, also a bisexual artist. Yeah. Um, artist Janelle Monet. Yeah, Janelle like, Monet. Yeah, really best good. example of that yeah. probably. Um, so I I went I made Jonathan review this <laughs> because I I my honest attention I wanted to just see what it was but also I thought it was gonna be bad. I thought this was just going to be the one. That's why I reviewed it, because you thought it was going to be bad. Yeah, pretty much, because, like, it's just sometimes I want to just see how things are. I want to test. I want to, I want to, I want to expand my horizons, Jonathan. Why is that that you do that with me and not Trevor? I do it with both of you. Oh. But this one, I think you don't do enough pop. So, like, this is. I don't do enough pop. Yeah. I do, like, I get the weird pop. You you get the punk. <laughs> I get the punk definitely because Trevor can't fucking stand punk because he's a fucking loser. You don't um, get the weird pop necessarily. Well, I I I got I get like the more weirder pop. You get the annoying pop. Yeah, I get the annoying <laughs> pop. <laughs> I get the annoying but like purposely annoying pop. But like this I feel is like if Sophie were to drop a new album, it would probably be me. Yeah, it would be under you yeah. more than Trevor. Um But this I wasn't expect I had no hopes for it. This was more of like I didn't hear any singles. I didn't know anything about this album. I just wanted to go into and be see what it was. Yeah. Um, and I was just expecting it to not be good. Overall, I'm pretty pleasantly surprised. Yeah. This is not like a great album no. by any means. It has flaws, but it reminds me a lot <laughs> of some of Post Malone's approach to pop music. Not in the blending of like hip hop yeah. or anything like that, or singer songwriter with pop, but more of just like just a pleasant pop experience that at the end of the day isn't going to expand your horizons it isn't doing anything bold creative directions it's just nice yeah and it's not like clary the way jepson where it has bold personality and it's super sweet and sighting mm-hmm. and saturated or it's not even like experimental or art poppy like a caroline polachek or charlie xcx hundred gex uh yeah. janelle monet or like even mixing hip-hop and r&b like janelle may or lizzo so like it's it's just it's just pop. it fulfills the need of what it does. It's a yeah. pop album. It it's, scratches that it's it really isn't anything more than what it is. It has no. some really cheesy ass lyricism at times. That is just uh There's a lot of moments here that are vocally very empty. Yeah. Like it's there's And I think that's more of the acoustic sessions. And it's not just the acoustics, right? There's like moments on here where like the I think lyrics, those are the most emphasized moments yeah. for sure. Yeah. But like there's moments on here where like the lyrics would suggest this like super emotional like yeah. delivery and then the delivery is just pretty generic pop. Yeah. And that's I think the worst part of this album is that for every moment that should be grand or emotional, it's super toothless. Yeah. I think th- I I I I like this, I think, more than you do, but I will agree with that. Because, yeah. like, I, I think that's totally understandable. Because, like, this is, uh, this is not, like, a hill I want to die on, but I enjoyed this. Yeah. I, I think this was fun. I, I think it could be way stronger. I think it yeah. can be way more boundary-pushing. I think the wrong songwriting could be really better, and I think the performances at the time could be really better. But there's, like, a stretch of, like, three songs on here that are not the only three songs I liked on this, but I think are yeah. a conclusion of where she should go. Like forever is a long time with PL and ballad that melts off into this weird, uh, like beautiful montage with, uh, Dominic's interlude featuring Dominic Fike, which is very reminiscent of, uh, duction of what made his performance. The last Kevin abstract album really good. And also mm-hmm. has that, like that 
huge bold pop flair that the last Kevin Abstract album had, and I Hate Everybody, which actually has production from Phineas on it, from um, Billy Ash's brother, who did uh, the majority of the work, pretty much all the work on uh, Where We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? That's what it was. Um, but I think those tracks are really strong together, and I think they really highlight boldness and production and persona. The rest of this doesn't have that flair, no. but I think it's passable. I think moments like Graveyard are super catchy. I think moments like uh, Lannis's interlude are, are fine. I, I think that collaboration on paper makes sense, and I think it works together. I like mm-hmm. how Lannis's voice is a little bit more weathered than Halsey's. Yeah. Um, and then Sugar's interlude is fucking amazing. I really enjoy that. I think that combination uh, on the last BTS record didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but here it really works. I think uh, the collaboration she has on this work yeah. in terms of the features. Dominant Fight does a great job. Alanis Morissette does a great job. Sugar does a good job. I, I, I think more part of this album's 47 minutes has no right being 47 minutes. No. I, I don't think it deserves to be. Uh, I think it kind of leans off with last track. I think the cringiness on 929 is very apparent. Mm-hmm. I wasn't actually born on 929. It was 926. I lied. And she tries to act like that's a really humiliating thing, but yeah. it's... It's super cringy. Yeah. That's like the worst thing that in the line on Killing Boys, climb up the window and I'm breaking the glass. Then I stop because I don't want to Uma Thurman your ass, which at first I thought she said, I don't want to put thumb in your ass, which I think that was more fitting. That was, that was a much more like interesting lyric. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some nuance uh, that I can kind of get behind with it without me where she's just dissing Jeezy, yeah. which is nice because Jeezy. Stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> part- Common enemy between me and Halsey. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This album for me, it was just, it wasn't an enjoyable listen for me. Just in part because like pop music is, it's in general, like this type of pop music in general is not my thing. There are albums where I can truly really get into it. I really, really, really loved last year's Carly Lee Jepsen album, like a lot. And so like, that's usually based more on like the personality of the person, and the personality of Tur- Carly's way more consistent than yeah. Halsey. Halsey, it's just like I feel like if she had one producer and then they got together and wrote songs, yeah, it, we would get more of a consistency of what her persona. Because I think she touches on issues of mental illness here, but they don't mm. really have an expansive idea. Or, I think they have good, weight, s- yeah, they don't. They have good sentiment, but they don't mean anything. Yeah, like you can make pop music about like difficult topics and give them weight without sacrificing like the pop sensibility yeah. to them. Halsey doesn't do that. Yeah. There's even if when she is talking about like more complicated issues, like there's very little weight given to yeah. it. And I think that's just my biggest issue with her as an artist is she does everything so safe and toothlessly that she sacrifices a real strong artistry to it yeah. and her personality just doesn't really exist yeah i want to make two comparisons to two albums reviewed in last year and i don't think i'll leave it at that but uh one of those albums taylor swift's lover terrible uh had really cringy moments that mm-hmm. disagreed a lot of the good ideas that were on it this doesn't have any of that no. it doesn't nothing cringes me or completely takes away from the album besides the fact that it could be better. Yeah. Uh, second of all, Dave's psychodrama. I think this has a lot of the format. I think she plays a lot too safe at times. And again, there's good sentiment, but it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I think I like this more than Dave. I like Dave more, but I think that might just be because I... You like Dave I, Batista more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep in mind, all scores to be Tom meaningless. Right now, I think this is a six. I give like a five. Okay. That's reasonable. Yeah. We did the reverse score of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I like Dave more, and you like this more. <laughs> so fitting, fitting scores. And that's it. That's it for this week's episode of the Anthony and Todd Show. Um, yeah, more reviews tomorrow or whenever I put this up because mm. me and Trevor got a new episode. I'm recording two episodes on the same day, so technically I'm recording four episodes today. So I'm probably oh. going to die. Wait, when's when's Trevor coming? Like later. Oh, okay. so it doesn't matter. Uh, he's coming once you leave because he doesn't want to see her. Fat ass. <laughs> my ass ain't fat. My ass is thicker. Damn, boy. Damn, boy. He thick. I think Anthony Fantano's going to strike a copyright claim <laughs> on her channel. I don't give a fuck. 
then he'll finally notice us. What did you want to talk about? You want to talk about Charlie Day or something. Oh, yeah, his dyslexia in the show. Yeah. So, have you... You don't watch a lot of like episodes. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, so basically, Charlie's, like, character arc... So, every character's in um, It's Always Sunny, their character arc is that they just get worse. Yeah. They become, like, worse people. Like, Dennis goes from, like, a manipulative, like kind of black and white like predatory to like just straight up like he's probably a serial killer slash rapist um d goes from being like this just kind of there and annoying like character to just like being just the worst charlie goes from a like just kind of dumb guy who might have like a slight warning issue to like oh he has dyslexia and he can't read all to just like he's completely illiterate and he doesn't even use like words or like letters or anything when he writes he like writes in symbols and like pictures like his character arc is like the most dramatic but at the same time like least uh, like so i don't write in symbols yeah That's like what you're, you're not implying. charlie day it's just i find it hilarious like his i could i can write a ring ding wing dings pretty well actually you could probably <laughs> That scares me. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's um, just what I wanted to say. Just you're talking about this Lexi remind me. Just I find his arc so interesting. The one character has like the most like notable like actual arc arc is um Mac, who goes from being like this kind of uncomfortable wannabe like womanizer to like accepting the fact that he's gay and then trying to combine that with like his like deep Catholicism. He has like an actual like character arc and like character development. Like everybody around, else just has a downward spiral. Else, everybody around him is just like a piece of shit who keeps getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's it for this week's episode of Anthony Tot Show. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Anthony Fine. You, Anthony. Anthony and Todd, not Anthony and Vine. I don't know why I said that. YouTube.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd Show. Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd Show. Streamlabs.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd Show. And Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Podbean. Search your search Anthony and Todd Show on your favorite podcast browser. But until next time, guys, I have been Vincent. I am Jonathan. And see you, boys. See ya. Next week. Maybe. Or tomorrow. I don't know. Whenever. Whenever. Whenever.